0: hey everybody and welcome to the sunny 16 podcast uh this is show number 290 uh we think uh (laughs) wait we're not quite sure what order the edits are going out in uh (laughs) and for your delectation and delight at least for this intro segment uh it's me and claire claire how you doing
1: i'm very good this evening thanks (laughs) aid have you had a nice day yeah i have had a good day thank you i have had a good day i've been scanning actually i was scanning quite a lot of images up so
0: (laughs) okay uh that that's a good day
1: yeah, yeah. Sometimes if I'm focused, scanning is can be therapeutic. Okay, <laughs> all forget. right.
0: Therapeutic, I'll take. It's if not you Get something... your
1: system, yeah, and your it's... music on and scan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right.
0: Uh, you win. Uh, scanning is is good. Is a good day. Um, I'm not yeah. sure that all our listeners would agree, um, but <laughs> but there we go. That's their privilege. Right. So uh, today we have uh, a two part show. Uh, I think so you and I are going to talk a little bit uh, in a minute uh, about (laughs) my scene that I recently made and uh, that will be one part of the show. And then uh, the other part of the show, which I think will come before that, uh, depending on the master edit uh is that graham had a, a catch-up chat with billy recently uh and so we've got that to put into to, together as well and those two parts together will make uh, this week's sunny 16 show so uh, without further ado uh we'll play some segue music and uh yeah we'll see in a bit
2: I'm here to talk about Sunny 16 Presents, because that's what's hot on my mind this week. Sunny 16 Presents is always hot on my mind. And the reason I want to talk about it this week is because I'm bringing in a fantastic new face to help me with the Sunny 16 Presents feed. Because anybody who's listened to the slightly rambling nature of the Sunny 16 Presents feed will know it's been a bit of a shamble from time to time. So helping me to take it forward is the wonderful Billy Sanford. Billy, how you doing, mate?
3: Doing great, Graham. Uh, honored to to be here with you. Thank you for uh, having me on.
2: <laughs> well, it's not really an honor, <laughs> is it? I want you to help me do the uh, donkey work with this channel. So, a quick um, refresh for people about Sunny 16 Presents. We've had that feed going for, I think it's two years now? I think it'll be two that years in right. August this year. Um, And it's a feed that we started because we wanted to be able to make it easier for people who wanted to get their thoughts out there on whatever it might be related to photography, um, but didn't want to do a regular podcast, didn't want to sort of commit to something like that, and maybe didn't want to write something for a blog like Emulsive or 35MMC. We thought, well, talking is pretty easy, as I've proven (laughs) at great, great (laughs) length. Um, uh, And so it's kind of like... an audio blog thing you can just kind of do this send it and then we'll share it um and since then we've had quite a few people doing those uh including yourself but you started off doing that with your musical photography didn't you
3: that's right uh um yeah i mean my experience in listening to the feed has been great uh you know there were episodes on trichromes Astrophotography, underwater photography. I mean, it's always fascinating to hear what everyone's up to. Also just inspiring. You know, you it's easy to get in a rut, uh, you know, whatever your thing may be, landscapes or cityscapes or walking around and, and seeing the same things and photographing the same things and, and sometimes You know, hearing about some interesting thing that someone else is up to can be uh, greatly inspiring. Uh, I I always enjoy hearing uh, whatever, you you know, what anyone has been able to come up with.
2: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's been the joy of a lot of those things. It's been just a nice little window into whatever's just filling other people's brains up at that time. Now, obviously, as well as those little um, on-location pieces that we've done, quite by good fortune other things have grown from it so I don't think I need to introduce the I Dream of Cameras uh, podcast <laughs> because I mean everybody loves that I love it Jeff and Gabe are fabulous and when it started uh, we were in the middle of the coronavirus and it's like oh this is great that they've got the time to do this but I thought Mm, they're probably not going to keep doing this for that long, because who has the time? But it's great. They're on show. They've just got a show. Thirty-five. It's fantastic. It goes from strength to strength, and I'm so pleased that they're still doing it purely selfishly because I just love listening to it. Um, Billy, your music and photography show, which I think originally you you had an idea about doing a one-off show, and then you thought, well, actually, I could turn this into a series of podcasts and it was going to be a limited series because we had the finale and, <laughs> <laughs> right. and, and, and unusually for the finale <laughs> was then followed by dance. subsequent episodes. Yeah. So, um, shit finale, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> failed. um, failed, failed in its one job, which was to, fi- <laughs> to finish it. <laughs> but, um, but it's great because that's become an ongoing thing. And, that's right. um, We've had Ian's quirky cameras, which has also become an ongoing thing. And as I mentioned last week, or whenever it was, um, hopefully we're going to be adding to that roster at least for a while with um, Alex Heron and Emma Lloyd with Grain Girls, not Grain Girls. That's uh, <laughs> that's Nikki and Grain Splaining. Grain Splaining. Uh, apologies to all ladies. Um, <laughs> so, so there is more stuff like that which has become longer more repeating stuff which is fantastic but what we haven't had as much of lately is these one-off pieces and that's what we'd like to get more of isn't it
3: that's right that's right uh just yeah going back to what i said i mean you know there are people who do all sorts of less mainstream things. I mean, maybe you like doing uh Polaroid emulsion lifts, or maybe you like to dabble in some film souping. Or um, you know, there's a lot of people who are very much into large format and we, you know, have friends over at the large format photography podcast, but I'd still enjoy hearing a lot more about <laughs> job, our friends.
2: We're going to talk to That's <laughs>
3: Uh, People in this community, let's say. I'd love to hear uh, their take on it.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so, if you have got something that is inspiring you at the moment, maybe, as Billy said, it's a technique or something that you've been doing forever or you've just started doing, maybe it's a trip you've taken. Whatever it is, if you would like to share that enthusiasm with people who would love to hear it, then get in touch with us, Um, we generally tend to look for fairly short pieces, 20 minutes or so is kind of an ideal length, that's not that long, Um, and we can share those out, and it doesn't have to be perfect, it's supposed to be fun and enjoyable, and that's the most important thing, Um, so if you fancy getting in touch with us and having a go and getting something shared on the sunny 16 presents feed. Cause like I said, I know lately it may feel like it's just become, Oh, these are long-term things. Oh, I can't do something for that because it's, I dream of cameras and I'm not going to be doing, I dream of cameras cause I'm not Jeff and Gabe. None of us are Jeff and Gabe. um, <laughs> Although we all wish that we were, Um, but we want more of these on location things. Um, So where should they be emailing us? Really?
3: They should be emailing us at sunny16presents at gmail.com.
2: That's right, they should. And the good news is that that, um, (laughs) it's not just me now keeping an eye on that that email address. It's Billy too, because anyone who has previously interacted with me uh, through that will have realised that I'm not the most prompt responder um, and I'm not the best organiser in general of anything. And I would really like to get things flowing a bit more regularly and evenly through um, the Sunny 16 Presents feed. Um, generally, we're not too bad with the regular stuff. When I, d- I want to make this abundantly clear. When I dream of cameras is late, that's because they're late. That's not on me. <laughs> Send a lynch <laughs> mob on there. That's not me. I always put those out pretty much as soon as I get them. But um, I've got a bit lax with some other stuff and apologies to Dave Walker. have <laughs> been waiting quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> and know that it's now being dealt with, by which I mean I've offloaded it onto Billy really to deal with. Um, so, yeah, Billy's <laughs> joining me to help make all of this run more seamlessly. So, if you've got an idea for a show that you would like to do about something, drop us a line at sunny16presents at gmail.com. Let us know what your idea is. We will give any advice we can on how to record it, and we can help if need be with editing and stuff like that. Um, And we'll get your stuff out there. Like I said, think of it like 35MMC or Emulsive or any of those other fantastic blogs, but you're talking instead of having to write, so it's better. And tangentially related to photography is fine. (laughs) If (laughs) you... You know what? I'm not going to make any rules about this. If it's within the ballpark, if you can see a roll of film or a camera from where you're standing, good enough for me. Um, Just have some fun with it.
3: And if possible, find a quiet spot.
2: And if possible, find a quiet spot when you're recording. Yeah, that's always a good tip. That that really, really does help. I mean, listen, we do our best to make the audio quality on these things as good as we can. But um, recording in a quiet spot, you don't need anything fancy. A phone will work. A tablet will work. And, I, you know, your laptop will work. As long as you're quiet, we'll, we'll make that work. Um, the other thing we want to give a quick request for, and I asked for this again recently, we could do with some more audio logos, the bit that goes at the beginning of every Sunny 16 Presents show where some suave individual says, Sunny 16 Presents. Um, we need more of those because um, we've got, I think, about six <laughs> which have been used on repeat for two years now. Now, it's great. We've got Mike Gutman doing for us one for us recently, which was fantastic. Billy, we've been using yours for a very long time. Um, if you would like your voice to be the smooth or however your voice sounds, it's the horrifying screech um, leading into one of these podcasts, all you have to do, it really couldn't be easier, take out your phone, uh, open up the um, voice recording app, and just say three times over, Sunny 16 presents, Sunny 16 presents, Sunny 16 presents, and then I'll turn up in your house and murder you all! <laughs> um, no, that probably won't happen probably bonus, um, bonus
3: points if you uh, convince your partner to do it instead
2: yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites of those um was john did what <laughs> he tried <laughs> to do one and it was just a descent into madness <laughs> He was just repeating <laughs> Sony sixteen percent for like three minutes and and lost his mind in the process. Um you don't have to do that, but do just know that if that does happen, I may share it in its entirety. Um <laughs> So if you do fancy doing that, please also send that to us at sunny sixteen percent at gmail dot com. And in general, check out the feed if you haven't. There's a lot of great stuff on there and look forward to more great stuff going forwards. Um with Billy helping, it's gonna be more organized than ever and uh smooth running. Hopefully we'll be able to get Claire to do some more on film. All good things happening. Uh and it's gonna be great, isn't it, Billy? It is. And if it's it not it's and, and... <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's right. In addition to learning the definition of the word finale, I need to maybe um consider my offers for assistance
2: more more carefully (laughs) yeah too late you said it (laughs) that's on you billy that's on you right we will return you now to your regular broadcast
1: so aid you know there's um a lot of people that make zines and I've never ever made a zine and um, I wouldn't know even where to begin to make one and so it was really obviously really nice to get this in the post um, your zine smithereens um, and it's it's really lovely and I'm intrigued by several things your choice of imagery and it's all black and white for listeners um, but how it, how do you even begin to how do you start to make a zine? I mean, hmm. how do you begin? And what, what what made you decide as well? I'm asking you lots of questions here in one, but what made good. you think, actually, I would like to make a zine, number one. And then how do you go about it? What is the process? Because I haven't a clue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, clearly, having made one zine, I'm a complete expert. So. Yeah. Yeah, So this is definitely going to be the gold standard of how one goes about <laughs> making a zine. Um, OK, so let's have a think about this. How did we get started? I think I think some of the credit for that needs to go to Jeremiah because okay. we were talking around New Year and he was encouraging me to do stuff to get my work mm. out there. He was saying, you know, you know, you should share your work more and, and things like that. And uh, he encouraged, I think one of the things he said I should do is I should, I should build a website this year to put my work out on.
1: Yeah. I
0: thought, okay, all right. I, I don't feel the need to do that, but okay. Well, you know, sometimes you, you know, you don't, you, you just sort of have to lean into it, don't you? Take the challenge mm. and see where it takes you. Because as you know, I don't often share a lot of my photography. Uh, and so... Yeah, I thought, you know what, this year I'm a, okay. I will do. I'll get it out there. I'll I'll put myself mm. into that little bit of discomfort, and I will see I will see what people think. Um, and then I started looking at what a website would be, and I got really bored really quickly. <laughs> I, was like, I don't want to do a web. And, and of course, the boredom thing is, I don't want to do a website. I don't have any enthusiasm or motivation for it. I did have a few weeks back. I did have a, a little bit of a think about. Well, could I do a metaverse, yeah, you know, um, you know, mm. virtual reality place? And I had a thought about that. Um, and I thought, do you know what? Is that that as fun as that might be as a technical challenge to do some stuff? Um, it's nobody's ever going to see it. So that fails the brief of um, <laughs> of actually getting my work out there because nobody does the metaverse because because it's shit. So the so, so I was okay anyway that was that was a bit past I'd already done a zine by then so that was just a slight slight tangent so why, why did I do a zine and I just thought well what do I want to do do I want to do some do I want to do a website do I want to do a collection of prints do I want to do a book uh, and I thought well prints are a, little, a collection of prints how would you distribute that that's a little bit unwieldy a book is a big heavy thing and I didn't want my first thing to be a big heavy thing um, because I I didn't want to get stuck in the project. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to do it and get it out there. And so then the idea came uh, for the the zine because I've been taking a lot of very graphical, crunchy black and white pictures Mm. for actually probably close on a year now. Um, I'm not doing it so much at the moment. I'm starting to try and take more colour just because we're into the summertime now. But certainly, you know, the back end of last year and, and the first part of this year, lots and lots of crunchy black and white. And I thought, okay, so that sort of thing is, you know, that would go quite well in a rough and ready publication of some sort, right? Mm. Uh, uh maybe like a zine okay <laughs> cuz yeah you know, i'm not yeah you know, it's not like i've invented the zine right other people have made zines so yeah uh, you know, and i think about yeah you know, what 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 am i what i want it to be like um and when i think of a zine i don't know about you but i think of stuff to do with the music scene i think about you know, crappy posters, you know, glued to lampposts and I think yeah, about
1: I, I know, and I yeah. think
0: about reading NME and Melody Maker when yeah. those were when those were still a thing, right? Um I think NME, NME lasted a while, didn't it? And Melody yeah. Maker went by the wayside, I guess, in the nineties. But those are the sorts of things I think about that sort of you know, that music stuff that I grew up mm-hmm. with. Um, you know, and going to gigs and posters peeling off walls and things like that. And that's what a zine means to me, sort of in my head. This is one expression of it anyway. So I thought, okay, well, that, that works quite well, doesn't it? Because I can use these crunchy black and white pictures and I can produce a rough and ready zine. And that gets me away from having to have it perfect. You know, I don't have to do, yeah, you know, I don't have to proofread or go through right. a, you know, or, or find a publisher or anything like that. You know, it's, I, j- I can just do it. And actually, if there's a slight difference between what I see on my computer screen and what the zine comes out like when it's printed, that's okay, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not going for some sort of technical perfection piece. So that was so that was the idea of a zine, right? So that's how I got that. I was like, okay, yeah, I could do this. I could get it out there. I've got some work that would fit it. I can do it in a quick and rough and ready way. And actually, that will be a part of the thing. That will be a design choice. Yeah. Right, you know, and 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 also because I'm a project manager, a project management choice. Because I knew I'd get stuck in the middle of the project if I tried to make it too hard, and it'd never get done. As it is, it took me blooming ages to do it.
1: Uh, well, I, that's what I'm intrigued. So, it's a great um, description of how you got there, and I do think scenes like you say, there's something quite. There is something, like I said, DIY, and they're quite almost like quite punk. You just you just get and do it. But how aid how. How do you then move on from that? Right, I'm definitely going to do it. And a zine is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. How, where do you go? How do you create a zine? Is there like a special web space you go to create them? How do you put it together? (laughs) Because I have no idea. (laughs) Well,
0: I started with the pictures. Yeah. So I didn't have a title. Um, And the other thing is I didn't, I don't have anything to say. I am not an angry young man. (laughs) I don't have I don't want to either change the world or burn the world. Right. I'm Um, a relatively happy person in that sense. I don't feel the need to make a big splash. So I was thinking to myself, what is this scene about? What what do I have to say? So um, the the images I'd already chosen, the style of image and I had a ton of them but of course I had to figure out which ones to use so I had to figure out what my zine was going to be right what Mm -hmm. it what it and and this this was the the creative process I mean we'll come to the the technical bit which is actually quite straightforward but the 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 creative bit was what is it and I said and what does it look like what's the create what's the the what's the design element of it right Mm. so Um, And by the way, I'm absolutely not a graphic designer. No training and no talent, right? So it had to be something that was definitely led by the images. So I thought, okay, I can do this. I can work it through. I can work around my lack of experience and talent in graphics and layouts and we'll we'll figure it out. And what I settled on, um, and it was in a sense settling because it came before the theme and it came before the writing and everything like that, I thought, you know what, I'd like to have double page spreads right Hmm. two two photos and I want them to be connected in some way in my brain
1: okay and
0: that doesn't need to be obvious right I don't need to apologize for it because this is my creation and if I'm going to go I'm going to go strong right I'm not going to you know I'm not going to try and justify it I'm just going to do it and so I thought okay what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through and I'm going to find images to that that pair up so, so through this archive in this particular style, I'm going to find images that work together that I can imagine opposite each other on a double page spread. And we'll start with that. So I did that and I got mm, I made a couple more than a, that have made it into the book. So into into the zine itself. So I had I had a little bit of a down select process, but not much because it wasn't a massive body of work. And I wasn't trying to do it to death either. I was just like, throw it around. You know, I wanted to move quickly and loosely and throw stuff around and then choose stuff so i ended up anyway with with these pairs of images um and then uh and i thought okay great all right so i've got a bunch of spreads now what do i want to say couldn't think of anything (laughs) nothing at all (laughs) um uh, and then i so i just started i sat down and just started writing and uh you know the the Bit, the paragraph or two that is the, I guess, if you like, the introduction and the justification to the zine, which is on the inside of the front cover, um, pretty much came out all as a train of thought thing. I can't quite, I couldn't tell you how I got the idea. I, it's real and it's truthful, right? Because one thing I didn't want to do was make, st- I didn't want an artist statement. I thought if it, that, that, I didn't think that would fit well with a rough and mm-hmm. ready zine. So I just thought I'll sit down and I'll write stuff. What am I going to write? <laughs> and what I write was complete nonsense but it's true at the same time so I'm good with that right and yeah and part of what I'm asking for with this scene is for feedback right so if people like what I've written Mm -hmm. great Um, if uh, I've already had one person come back to me and said they recognise the, the word, so that the opening phrase talks about a word that my nanny used to l- use a mm. lot. And somebody's already come back to me and said that reminds me of something that one of their grandparents used to say as well. So, so I think, you know, um, uh, that the, it's at least resonated with one person. And anyway, so the idea came eventually through through that sitting down and writing some something and you know mm. going through a couple of edits of it and just thinking what I was supposed to be actually saying. Eventually, I got to the point where I got a title because I sort of justified it, you know, re- retro justified it, and uh, got to the point where I had a title. So I was quite happy at that point because I now had a t- I had a title um, and I had a uh, what did I have after that? I had um,
1: election. Yeah
0: a collection and a title and a few words so I think that was I was all right with that I was all right with that
1: (laughs) it's interesting though that you say um you 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 don't you don't have anything to say you don't have anything to say and you know saying that you know you're not trying to change the world and you're not angry and and you're happy but that's kind of I don't know when you Saying that you have nothing to say is a, is is a statement in itself, isn't it? And everyone's <laughs> is a statement in itself. Well, and, yeah, and
0: but obviously,
1: <laughs> yeah. But and then you're saying that you paired the images together um, for reasons that you know makes sense to you. So, are we allowed to? I'm looking at here. I don't know what page page I'm on. Um, I am looking at. The double page spread. I don't know if you can see here.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I know Um, the two churches. Yeah,
1: is it two? Are they both churches? Yeah, they are. Okay, okay. So one's with a door slightly ajar, right, and then the other one inside. Okay, I was going to ask you about those two and why you paired them together, and also I really like the last image. Oh, okay, Listeners. the one inside
0: the back cover that's all just really texture rather than yeah. image. well
1: it looks like um a road at night i don't know what it is is it or uh, it's my imagination uh, uh
0: yes it's, it's a picture that's exactly what it is it's a picture of your imagination <laughs> <laughs> it looks like, um, a, well, it looks where like, like start? a highway should we, should we st- okay um yeah. well that, so i can talk about this one so so this is uh, this is an interesting part of the process actually um mm. Uh, so le- let me let me give you the long grambly answer to that Um okay. I, I don't actually know the answer by the way but I'll give you the creative process kind of answer to it I think um, it's not a road though it's some sort of indoor thing but I don't know what
1: okay. um, the,
0: the the creative process element to to that sort of really out of focus almost complete texture image is goes back to what i said about i know nothing about graphic design and when i came to think about layout of a zine it was kind of horrifying really i was Mm. like well do i want white borders around everything do i want to have the pages all the same color is that light or is it dark do i want to have different colors um Mm you know do i even want color if my, all my images are black and white how do i lay things out my pictures are different shapes they you know they uh, are all it's sort of different aspect ratios and uh, how, how on earth do i figure all this out and and honestly um it was it was quite terrifying until i hit upon the answer that was right for me and right for this scene cuz i not i can't you know i'm not going to be somebody that's filling in around the edges i can't you know i'm not going to draw i'm not going to do my own digital art and i thought i know okay so this means that because of that constraint i've got to fill the page right hmm. uh, yeah the, the page is going to be the image it's just going to be full full bleed all the way no no white space nothing where i have to 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 expose my lack of skill in laying things out, which is going to blast it at the page, right? And see what sticks. <laughs> so that led me down a path and I was like, okay, all right, well, I've got, I know I want an A5 size scene, I know I want it to be a, a portrait orientation. So you're picking it up just like a small oh. book, like a paperback book, which of course is what it is. Um And so how do I do that then? Okay, so if I'm not having any white space. That means I don't have to put titles. I don't have to think about margins and stuff like that. It's just being blasted at the page. Mm. Then how do I make them sit next to each other? Because some of these things are going to be really clunky, like some way you might have a dark picture and a light picture and the the edge between them is going to be. You know, is going to be harsh, or maybe they just don't. Maybe the edges, maybe the the images pair well together as a spread, but the edges don't work together, even if they're stuck inside. You know, inside the uh, the the center of the book, though, and you can't really see them. So then I had to to figure out how to do the layouts, and then then I realised, ah, hang on, I've got a bit of an issue here, haven't I? Because in the bits of text that I do want to put, I need some imagery that is essentially not the imagery that provides negative space that I can put text in. Mm. So how do I do that without actually doing something about, without actually knowing something about layouts? And the answer, as it turns out... um, For me, anyway, the answer, as it turns out, was to take lots of out of focus, completely out of focus pictures that are just really textures. So that Mm. that that image inside the back cover, um, I'm not sure what it is.
1: Well, if I it's not a road, remember. I'm wondering, it, it, it could be a reflection of like a light on a, on a, like a worktop or something. Could be. You know, like could if be. you had a fluorescent light, I don't know if, if that rings a bell. Could be. It <laughs> could be. It, it certainly top.
0: looks like there's something, there's something that light is bouncing off. Right. They're yeah. reflecting off. Um, but beyond that, I on, I honestly couldn't tell you. And do you know what? It is interesting because you're having thought this out. It changed the way No, it didn't change. It added to the way I see things and make images. So here Mm -hmm. we get to a point where the creative process itself is creating a feedback loop into the photographs I take and Mm make. Uh, Because I'm now trying to spot interesting light that I can shoot in an out of focus way that can become the texture at uh, at the base of a page for future zines. So, I'm now starting to build up a whole um collection of images mm-hmm. that are just texture um but not uniform texture so so this one you've picked out, which is inside the back cover i mean that's that's yeah clearly clearly not anywhere uniform it is it is obviously some shapes of some kind they're just hor- yeah, not horribly delightfully out of focus um and so that's how that's how you get to what that image is and I know that is a long rambly answer and a very good way uh, hopefully uh, of saying I don't know what that image is
1: <laughs> well I like that image the abstract image um and Thank it's quite you. quite noirish isn't it I mean it does have a feel of that it's a lot uh, some of the other images that go through this uh, scene as well aid but what about so you've got your you got your idea. You've you've done your selection. You've done your editing. You know what images are going. You're going to have. Where do you go? I mean, is there is there an app you use? What is it you? Yes. Well, couple, use actually. to create your zine Then,
0: so or is there
1: much much choices of apps and? Oh,
0: there there are a, a gazillion choices of apps you can use. Um, so. I need to find one that would like that would work mm-hmm. for me um, uh, the 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 printing company that I used, company called Mixam, which I know a lot of people in the UK use and you know, sort of been recommended to me um, who by the way did a great job um, they they will give you a, a template, a PDF right. template that says you know how it is that you need to have your page laid out for printing basically all you do is you add three millimeters all the way around the edge of your page Um, and that they call that in printing terms that's called the bleed and it just means that when they cut the paper um, because you've deliberately put all your images over the edge uh, of, of the where the paper cut will go it means that when they cut it there won't be any nasty white edges on the edge of your paper yeah So that's all it means. So basically, all you need is a way of putting images onto a slightly bigger than normal piece of paper or or page Mm. on your screen. Um, And I looked at a few bits and bobs and they all seemed a bit clunky. And then an email dropped into my inbox from uh, Sarif the company that makes Affinity Photo and, and, uh, and other apps, um, and they were having a 50% off everything sale. <laughs> so And everything in their terms, broadly speaking, is that they have three major products at the moment. They have Affinity Photo, which is a competitor with Photoshop. They have Affinity Designer, uh, which is a competitor to Adobe Illustrator, so that the the, right. the vector graphics uh, app that, that Adobe make, and they have a third app um, called Affinity Publisher, which mm. is a desktop publishing app, and is a again it's a competitor to Adobe. The Adobe for, the Adobe competitor would be InDesign. So uh, I bought a copy at fifty percent off of a, of uh, Affinity Publisher, the the desktop layout. Um, application. Um and when I say 50% off, bear in mind how much people pay for Adobe on a subscription. Um yeah. I, I bought a perpetual license for 24 pounds. Um you know, and that you know that runs on my computer. Um uh, they're just about to bring out an iPad version of that one which will probably be less than 20 pounds. Um so this is very affordable professional quality software. Um, much much more affordable. For, for somebody like me than Adobe. I mean, I don't even have an Adobe photo subscription anymore, but you know a lot of people have that bundle that is Lightroom and Photoshop and cost £10 a month. Mm. Of course, the 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 desktop layout apps are not included in that. To get that in Adobe InDesign, you have to be paying like £50 mm. a month. Um, and I bought it for £24 for forever.
1: <laughs> and is that what you design, is that where you put it all together in that?
0: I did, yeah. So you it's create correctly. a layout. Yeah. You create a layout. You say, I want an A5 book. I want mm-hmm. a three millimeter bleed. And I want to see um, what they call spreads, which is the two pages yeah. facing each other. And then you have that as your layout and you can just put your images. You just literally drop your images into it. Um, uh, and so that allowed me to to play with those spreads and to build them up. And it also allowed me to do the editing. So remember, I was talking a few minutes ago about you know, how things don't always line up. Um, the best example of that, actually, it's a couple of examples. I'll just pick one. Um, it's mm. the very first proper spread, actually, um, and uh, it's the one where on the right-hand side is a picture of a gerbil in a cage, yeah. and on the left-hand side is the picture is a picture of uh, a part picture of somebody sitting on a train, uh, a, a right. commuter train. It happened to oh, be yeah, early in the yeah, morning, yeah. and we were commuting. Yeah. And as you, you can see that the it's not that on one page is one picture and on one page is the other picture. The gerbil picture bleeds across and blends into the picture yeah. of the person yeah. on the train. Um, and that's de- that's deliberate, obviously. Um, and yeah. uh, and I achieved that by using the the software I just talked about. So using uh, in oh, I forget all the names of them. Using Affinity Publisher, the layout software. You drop your images in, you move them around and you set them out where you want them to be on the page. If you want to do any changes to the photos themselves or the blending across them,
3: Mm.
0: um, you absolutely can do that with the click of one button. It takes the whole lot into affinity photo which gives you the full power of a photo editing application so what i've done to blend them is yeah i've I've laid them out on the page sort of overlaid like as if they were a a collage one yeah one overlapping the other and then i just put a gradient fade on it so that it blends Um, and that's how i got the blending done i'm sure there are many other ways of doing blending Right, because that, you know, blending two images together is something that you can do any number of ways. Um, but that's how I did it in the context of putting together a book layout. So that helped me, um, you know, hopefully fairly seamlessly blend my images into each other where I wanted to do that. Um, and that then gave me essentially the finished thing. After that, all you've got to do is export it as a PDF file and send it to the printers.
1: <laughs> and and is it, so, so you went through almost like a, um, three separate... Processes with three separate app, well, two separate apps, and then um, you selected a printer. Are there mm. any... Um, is there any uh, things online, aid where you could do the whole thing? Like, you could drop your pictures in and edit them in the same place, and then they will print them for you as well and deliver them, you know, print them, yeah. print so many copies. Do they exist? I'm just totally ignorant of the... So, so they do,
0: yeah. <laughs> there, there are... Um, there are some what you might call consumer grade photo book services, you know, places like Photobox, uh, where you upload your, your pictures, you choose what, you know, what, what pictures go on what page. And you have some very limited choice about how those are laid out. Mm. Um, you certainly in those kind of consumer grade tools, you can't blend photos into each other. You don't have a good, strong control over the layout.
1: But do they do scenes or are they more books? No, they're is more they're
0: photo they're more photo books, books but they're yeah. more of your yeah, you know, they're they're more of the modern day equivalent of our parents' photo albums, right? Yeah. Where you've got a, you yeah, know, a blank page and you've got a couple of photos stuck on the page. It's that sort of thing rather than, you know, something that is, is more creative graphically and with yeah, and with the layout. Um, so, so there may any, well be on there may well yeah. be online places. I mean, you might be able to do it. with Blurb, for example, I and mean, Blurb makes some have some fantastic you know books that you can print. And I think mm-hmm. they do scenes as well, or they have a sister company that does scenes, um, and they give you free software to do the layouts and things like that. I don't think it's as powerful as having the you know the the proper. You know, dedicated layout apps like Adobe InDesign or Affinity Publisher or mm-hmm. um, uh, or others.
1: So you sent it to your print, yeah? Because to me, I would probably look to do it all, <laughs> all in one in one place, if you like, you know, and have it <laughs> printed. But that's what I'm interested because I know about Blur, but I didn't know anywhere that would specialize in zines because they have, like you say, they are a distinct thing in their own right they have a distinct feel mm. they're very DIY and, and yeah that I like zines um, so all,
0: all I've used the printer yeah. for is the printing right they do have I mean this mm. is their, their zine option the printer I use as I say a company called Mixam um, and they do all sorts of yeah that you can do um, you can print letterhead you can do little pamphlets you can do zines you can do magazines you can do books they have all sorts of options that you can print Um I chose yeah, you know, their their zine option, and I chose some relatively mm. um, normal paper. It's it's I chose uh, an uncoated paper. It's the sort of thing you might find in a printer. You know because again, that was the whole sort of historic. How do you make a zine? Where well, you photocopy loads of them, don't you? And so they come on photocopy paper. So that's the kind of feel I wanted for it. So I chose yeah. some paper for it that was a bit like photocopy paper. It's actually a bit thicker, of course, than your your normal printer paper, but um, it has that hopefully, has that that feel I
1: like the paper that you've selected, actually, aid. I like the the thickness of it. I think it's a good choice. So how many did you get? How many did you get in your first print run?
0: Ah, now that is the question, isn't it? (laughs) Because that is an interesting uh, compromise in itself. Because, of course, if you get lots of them done, the unit price of printing them is really low. Mm. Um, If you get uh, a few of them done, you do. You only pay ever so slightly less, uh, so your unit cost is higher. So um I went for a small volume. In the end, I went for forty, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, that's going to give me a chance to send one to everybody I do podcasts with. So you got your copy, and the others for Sunny Sixteen, and the, and the, and the folks from t have got their copies, and then it gives me an opportunity for other people if they'd like a copy uh to to have it to have a copy uh and uh you know that's that again that speaks to sort of one of the what am i doing all this stuff for well if i'm going to get my if i'm going to get my stuff out there and share it what's the reason and the reason as usual is because it's the same reason i do podcasting is to make new friends right and to have Mm -hmm. you know to have interesting conversations with people so that's that's why i do this stuff right so um you know it's uh if I so I thought I will have some that people yeah, people could have a copy if they want it. Um and uh, so far I've distributed a few. Um I, some some have been sold. Um uh, others a couple a couple I've done zine swaps on. Oh
1: that's nice. It um, seems- Yeah,
0: so uh, yeah, that that again it's uh uh you know, it's, it's a nice is a nice outcome. So somebody mm-hmm. who's put some effort in um, mm. uh, to to make a zine. If I can trade if the thing that I've put some effort in to make, then that's a nice yeah. thing to be able to do as well.
1: They are nice. Oh, um, well, you are in around London more than I am, eight. Um Have you ever been into Rapid Eye? Do you know Rapid Eye? Rapid Eye. It's so. a Shoreditch. So it's um, it's a dark room, a digital dark room. I've okay. used it. And they've also got like um, a bookshop. It's got a little cafe, and then they've got photo books there. Um, and it's almost like a like a sort of a library sort of setup, so you could maybe have a cup of tea, have a drink, um, okay. and, and, and you know browse through these books mm-hmm. in a kind of quite a nice environment. Um, but they have a lot of scenes as well. And I'm sure um, they were doing something more... They were looking, I think, if I remember rightly, because I had a conversation with someone in the shop about kind of um, doing more collaborations with, like, artists and photographers over zines and maybe stocking people's zines. Oh, okay. And then you could have maybe a night where you might promote your zine or something. So that's, that's something else for you to consider, eh? Just, mm. um, <laughs> since it's your, more your neck of, neck of the woods. But I thought it was a really good good kind of setup and a good idea actually so maybe next time you're in london you can um and you've got some time you could check well, it
0: well i uh, as 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 it happens um just coincidentally uh next week next week yeah next week um i might be meeting up in london uh with jeff from i dream of cameras
1: Mm.
0: Uh, so uh, and uh, yeah definitely we'll be looking for, for for things to do so you'll have to send me a few more details I'll send you that.
1: more details about that because mm. uh, it'd be nice to take Jeff on Spittlefields actually Spitalfields is nice, isn't it? All the history there. Yeah,
0: we could take there, him, yeah, the, we could take him for a walk down Brick Lane and see all the culture. Yeah. It's a bit of a cliche for a photo walk, but you know, and, yeah. Um, it's, it's all but good it's fun. The
1: history, it's kind of got it's because it's got the lovely modern stuff there and the backdrop of all. I love the history and of course the the Jack the Ripper murders all around that area. You should do a tour, but round the <laughs> corner and then you could walk there's a brewery there
0: as well, so that's a good
1: yeah. thing. Yeah. Some good pubs. There's, there's the the White is it the White Lion? The White What's that famous pub that Tracy Emin and Damien Hirst all drank in? That's I'm there. afraid
0: I don't know the answer yeah, to that. Yeah, there's um, that.
1: I'll 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 send you some details you could go there and then you could walk I think is that a there.
0: good advert for a pub that
1: <laughs> Yeah, it is good. It's the last time I was last time I was there was before just before Christmas and it's got, it's got a great quiet um character um characterful eccentric landlady as well and she's always there so it's worth it just to go in for that you're right you're you're, you're not wrong
0: football. it is an interesting part of town
1: yeah um, and then you could walk 10 minutes it's only about a 10 minute walk to this to, to the to the, the photo book shop
0: <laughs> well there um, we go so we'll yeah. To, yeah so so yeah, yeah tell me the details of that because that might be I the, will. that might I, be the basis of a good plan for uh, I definitely will. an afternoon and evening out with Jeff
1: what so, about um, if listeners would like a copy of your zine? Where could they get it? How much would it cost?
0: Well, uh, that's a good question. Is
1: it for sale? <laughs> it is
0: definitely for sale. Yes, uh, my zine is for sale. Uh, the easiest way, because I haven't sorted out you know, a website for distribution yet or anything like that. Mm. So the easiest way is just to DM me. So uh, the either on our Discord Uh, the sunny 16 discord or on twitter where uh, my twitter handle is aid 968 um and those would be the easiest ways uh to get hold of me uh and then then we can arrange uh for delivery and of course sale um i I, this is this is absolutely not a money-making exercise for me um but the uh the the price i'm selling the Zenat is mm-hmm. £5 plus postage. And postage is basically a quid for the UK, two quid for Europe and about three quid for anywhere else in the world. I think the farthest, awesome. the farthest flung copy at the moment has gone to California, uh, mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. Jeremiah. Uh, there's one winging its way to Florida at the moment. I don't think it's arrived wow. yet. I think possibly the... The, the furthest one will neck the next furthest one, which will be even further, I think, will be going to Australia. So it is going to be uh, not quite a global, but at least a transcontinental zine. Um so that's fun. Um and uh yeah so uh five quid plus postage basically is the is the way to do it. Um but I'm off. I'm open to, you know, uh, offers, Right. So in in sense that, you <laughs> know, as I said, I've done a couple of zine swaps, which is an interesting way of yeah. looking at it yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just yes, yeah, just to get it out there, just to make friends. And I'm really keen to get some feedback on it as well, because this is my first yeah. one. So I'm really interested to hear from people what they think of it. Um, and, and you've
1: got that wonderful code, actually. I've been meaning to do it myself at the back, haven't you? For yes, people to scan in and a, give, leave their feedback.
0: There is a <laughs> QR code. I promise it doesn't go anywhere bad. Um, What it actually does is it when you scan the QR code, it basically just fires up an email with my email address in it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So uh, that is a way that um, you can send me some feedback Um, and that would be great. I mean, that would be the best thing. If if somebody mm-hmm. who gets, anybody who gets the zine, if they have any enjoyment or, or any moment at all to give me any feedback, um, that would be brilliant because then I can do more zines and I can make them better. Or, well, yeah. yes, better. Let's just say better. So, I can evolve so them over definitely.
1: time. Get their orders in or get the swaps in.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, their
1: swapsies. Yeah, yeah, then, absolutely. Uh, get their feedback in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Brilliant. So after this first kind of go, and I know it's early days because you're waiting for your feedback and everything, do you think you'll go on to do more aid?
0: Yes, I've enjoyed it. And yeah. in the same way, so I'm learning um, and I'm mm-hmm. learning to see in a different way, um, yeah. which is fantastic because in two ways, actually. So... Uh, and I know we've discussed this with any number of artists over time, but it's always great when it happens to you personally, isn't it? Um, uh, two things I'm doing differently because of the scene. First is that I'm imagining a body of work. So mm-hmm. when I have a, when I when I walk about and I carry my camera with me wherever I go, uh, um, then I can see something I go oh yeah that will fit into that body of work or that will fit into yes. that body of work so, yeah. so you're you're constantly building and it gives you much more insight as to what to take photos of you're suddenly not quite just snapshooting anymore because it looks nice you're thinking about mm. building a body of work which you've got some kind may not be a very well formed idea yet but you've got some kind of idea that it's going to form part of an mm. output of some kind part of a production of some kind so that's really interesting as a process as a mental process and helps me a lot actually you know,
2: it mm. helps me
0: a lot to remember to take out the camera helps me a lot to look for things and that's the second thing, the looking for things so I, I'm seeing things in a different way again um, because I'm looking for a uh, yeah, it, 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 because I'm looking to create a body of work, I'm looking for I'm seeing things that would fit in with a theme or would go well together. It's That's a really hard one to describe because mm-hmm. but in the same way that learning photography in the first place caused me to see the world in a different way, in a much more detailed yeah. and more nuanced way, which yeah. if I, even if I could never take another photograph ever. I would still have that. I would still be mm-hmm. seeing the world a different way than before I took up photography. It's mm. a bit sort of like an evolution of that. It's like, you are know, creating a you know, wander- I'm no longer wandering around quite just aimlessly shooting things that I like the look of. There's a sort of more purpose for it and I see things differently because there's a purpose. Mm. So sorry, so that's sounds- a really rambly way of describing no, something no. very But um, it
1: sounds like you have vague. got a plan and you kind of have got like an intuitive knowing, if you like, about what you're gonna do next. Because you're keeping your eyes out, like you say, yeah. for what you feel would fit.
0: I've got um, a little note um, um, uh, on my computer with some ideas and they are really literally just like three words per idea of, of <laughs> what a, a future zine or, or project might look like um, or what the name might be or, or whatever Um it's completely unfiltered list uh, and it just sits there in the back of my mind. like, oh, yeah, because I could take that image and it would fit in with that concept. And mm. and, and maybe over time, you know, these, these things can be as slow as you like. There's no pressure um, and you, you, you build up until you've got something that is that fits together as a as a single piece.
1: And like you say, you made you made the choice to make this scene black and white.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you think the next one will be black and white as well? Or do you think it c- could be colour?
0: Um, I I would like to do more black and white and more colour. Um, so I am shooting in colour. Um, mm. the, uh, the, and shooting for colour, if that makes sense, right? So, you know, right. not just shooting, not just taking a photograph or something, I like the look of taking that photograph in colour rather than black and white, but actually having it at least in part be about the colour.
1: Yeah. Because
0: yeah. I think, thinking graphically it sometimes at least for me it's it's a bit easier to to produce graphical styled output in black and white
1: mm. in
0: color that that adds a whole million billion more dimensions to the graphical nature yeah. of things and I found myself describing the other day i can 't even remember who I was talking to. I was like if i 'm taking a picture of a buttercup and I want to do it in that graphical style, I want it to like be the essence of buttercup right it doesn't need to look like a buttercup it just needs to like scream at you and you see it you need to be like shocked and awed by the buttercupiness of the buttercup which i know sounds like complete nonsense um but it's like how do you do that because if you just take a snapshot of a buttercup it's like oh look there's a picture of a little flat, a little yellow flower right how do you
1: I totally how do you create an
0: image that would print out and be yeah. a, a real blast of buttercup
1: but maybe know. that would be a choice of a lens I mean what are you what are you shooting on at the moment because in a previous episode we were you were talking about a desire to for point and shoots we were because I, I like mm-hmm. point and shoots what are you using at the moment saying, saying I carry with it?
0: it with me I think I'll put it down somewhere um, yeah <laughs> um, I, I'm shooting uh, this particular scene was all digital so yeah. it was all with uh, my little Olympus. TG4 um, point and shoot digital camera, uh, which sadly I left on the train a few weeks ago. Um so I actually no longer have the camera that I made this scene oh. with because I left it on a train which is completely my own fault being foolish um and I no longer have it. Um I have however got a, a new one. Um they don't sell that one anymore because it's really old but I've got the uh, courtesy of, of Christian Strife who had bought one but didn't get on with yeah. it. Um I bought Christian's Olympus uh, TG6 which is the current model mm-hmm. of him um which I am getting to know now using a lot and really enjoying so Mm. um you know it is it is all digital I'm not shooting just digital I'm still working with the the chroma camera and things like that so yeah so I'm still doing a mixture of film and digital but this particular one was all digital and
1: Mm.
0: I haven't haven't really found a pocketable film camera that I've fallen in love with yet Mm. um uh, I just haven't uh, but it
1: will come maybe but going back to your question about how do you how do you do the most buttercupy buttercup (laughs) would it would it would it be would it be like you say would it be down to something with a lens choice your lighting and your lens so for instance had a fantastic great sunny sunshiny day directly on the buttercup and you had a really i don't know like a close-up lens or
0: something yes absolutely something something like that and then there's then there's the post-production drama exactly oh then there's the post-production stuff i have this idea i have this idea for a set of images uh where the color is bigger than the subject and Mm. what i mean by that is um the you know uh difficult to say anyway so if you imagine you you know you see that like you you know you go to london and you see those like tourist type t-shirts where everything's in black and white except the red london bus right yeah Yeah, for selective color Um, or the schindler's list
1: film with the girl in the red coat
0: that sort of thing yes and uh i don't i I don't want to be doing selective color photos that's not Mm. the idea uh, because to be honest that's been done um but I'm playing with this idea that the colour sits on a different layer to mm. the to the sub to the image itself. So uh, and I mean that kind of in the post-production technical sense. So if you imagine like a colour a a, a a an image on one layer in Photoshop that is mm. um that is maybe black or white or a grayscale or something like that, doesn't need to be massively contrasty or anything, but it but is but it's essentially no colour in it. Um, and then big splashes of vibrant color that give you the sense of the color, but without the color being bound by the lines of the object. I want to color outside the lines, but in a in a digital and oh, creative funny. sense <laughs> to to bring the color really forward in the mm. image and make it jump out. And um, it's it's color. a creative it's a creative idea I'm playing with. I haven't actually yeah. figured out how to do it yet. So,
1: but color can, like you say, color. I mean, I love color, and color can say so much and i always come back i know i'm gonna say it yet again about the michael mann film i know i go on and on about that film but that again that 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 color the choice of color in the lighting of each of those scenes it's it it has something that hits your your emotional register i don't know so color can can convey so much can't it it can make you feel so much but yeah color has a lot of um I don't know loads and loads of like potential so so maybe a colour no, langu- colour is a
0: language in itself right yeah so, it is you know yeah. the, there's so much you can do with it um, you know you have, where the, the the lack of it or the use of it or the the um, uh, uh, what do you call it um, uh, just the the way it adds to the tension or, or whatever yeah. it is that you the emotion of the colour that comes through and stuff like that so yeah you know, it's yeah it's it's just one of those things and every yeah there are lots of great directors and cinematographers that use color differently um so uh mm. you know it's yeah i i, I sorry i mean I I, yeah, I I could go on and on and on but I but i, I probably shouldn't
1: <laughs> excellent so anyway another one will be in the pipeline yeah yes
0: and, a, another one at some point will be in the pipeline yes absolutely yeah
1: fantastic fantastic
0: cool all right do you know what thank you very much because um i feel like i've been a guest on the podcast today which is a <laughs> real luxury right very <laughs> much very much a luxury um and uh it's it's nice it's nice to talk about yourself isn't it <laughs> <laughs> So um, anybody. Yes. So uh, what do I do? Can I end my own interview? I don't know. But um, as I say, yeah, DM me, everybody. Anybody wants a copy, DM me and we'll go from there. Now, uh, I think that's possibly the end of our podcast for this week. Uh, assuming that Graham puts his bit in after our little intro that we recorded. <laughs> so I'm going to take a punt here and rather than like stop the recording and record another segment, I'm just going to like take us out of this podcast um, and we'll see where we get to. So we have been the Sunny 16 podcast. With that, uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye.
2: Just jumping back in again. Are you wondering what that awesome music was to segue our little section earlier? You know what? It's only new music for one of our favourite bands, Schnauzer, um, the band that provide the music for backing paper, Duncan from Silverpan Labs Band. Um, It's great. Their new album is called... I'm going to make sure I get this right because it's fancy in Italian. The new album is called Altra Secatura which I'm sure is how that's pronounced. Sounds very fancy. Apparently it means, oh, bother, in Italian. It's available now on Bandcamp. I have bought a CD of it. It is wonderful. Go and check it out. And I'm going to play uh, a little bit longer bit of that song at the end here for you to listen to. It. I'm going to play the whole thing. Go to Bandcamp. I'll put a link in the show notes. All right, Bye. <laughs>